This episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. For your free 30-day subscription, go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Now this is what it's like when worlds Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast for thefilmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan, and with me today, we have Robin Barr. Hey. Hey. We also have Bill Graham. Is it a monkey or a gorilla? I need to know. Oh, God. It's an uh, ape. It's, it's an ape. It's an ape? There's okay. a... There, what, is, what is that show with the biblical fruit? Does anyone what? know what I'm talking about? This children's show? Tales? Oh, VeggieTales. Yeah, VeggieTales has a whole song. <laughs> what? That's biblical? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's okay. biblical fruit. Uh, VeggieTales okay. has a whole song, and I think its purpose is to distinguish the difference between a monkey and an ape. And so it says, if it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. Hmm. So Okay, so on, on, uh, on Wikipedia, he's an enormous gorilla-like ape. What yes. the fuck? That but doesn't clarify he's an anything. Ape. He's not a monkey. That's okay. all there is to it. Anyway, okay, so uh, we promised monkey. we were going to try to keep Enough this episode. around. God damn it, Bill. We promised we were going to try to keep this episode tight, and we've already failed. A uh, special guest with us today to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. It's Devendra Hardwar. What's up? Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. What is going on? Uh, Let's talk about a monkey versus... Uh, no, no, dinosaur? not a monkey. Yeah, not a monkey. Ape versus uh, giant lizard. I guess. There you go. Okay. Now here's lizard. the question: Is he yeah. lizards? Ri- lizards rarely vocalize, um, that's so that's an issue. Let's just be honest. Okay, he's a nerd. titan, right? He's a titan. The rules don't apply for either of them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, uh, they, the, the laws of nature are different in the Hollow Earth. This is about a Hollow Earth. This movie's about Hollow Earth, so I no no facts, which I it. should be amped about as the resident <laughs> knowledge base on flat, hollow, and otherwise non-spherical solid all the way through Earths. Um, but why brag about that? Because yeah. it's like a I I won't even call it a bit. It's a weird thing that comes up too often on this podcast. You have to keep that secret. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. I've got that going for me. Oh boy. Anyway, uh, would you, Devendra, a lot would you, of niches, apparently. Yeah, uh, Devendra, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Yeah, I am a co-host of the Slash Filmcast podcast at slashfilm.com, and I'm co-host of the Engadget podcast, and I write Engadget about tech. Awesome. And uh, again, I guess uh, you know we're here with you because uh, tech. This movie involves a lot of tech. Sure. I mean, that's a stretch. Sure. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Look, I have a lot of questions. That's not why you're here. (laughs) About it, and I expect you to answer all of them as far as technology in this movie. Gravity engines, uh, giant mechanized things. How does Hollow Earth work? Mm. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, So, yes, we are, as I said, here to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong, which is out now uh, on HBO Max. So check that out. Uh, it's directed by Adam Wingard. Before we get into that, the usual stuff up top. You can follow us at uh, Film Stage Show on Twitter, the Film Stage Show on Facebook. Email us podcastfilmstage.com. And of course, give us a comment and rating on iTunes. Don't forget to become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash the Film Stage Show uh, for as little as $1 an episode. You get access to our awesome Slack channel where today uh, Robin and I were showing off our Easter cooking skills. Ooh. It was awesome. They were very impressive. Your cake looked so good. (laughs) Thank you. Your meatballs looked amazing. Thank you. Why? 
And I wish I was eating them instead of the ham that I made. <laughs> Ugh, ham. I hate ham. Anyway. Like ham. Again, I like it. ham, but it wasn't a bone in and it was a whole thing. But once you guys start mentioning food, I feel like all, all goes to hell. That's you know? the problem <laughs> with keep us. It, keep it in. We were talking about, I think, was it Raya? And we spent like 20 minutes on different types of melons. Anyway. Mango. And mangoes. Yes, that's the one. And of course, Bill buys pre-cut onions. So we are here uh, to talk about Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying that every time we happen upon a tangent. Um, but before we get into that, just a reminder, this episode of the Film State Show is brought to you by MUBI, which is a curated streaming service that showcases exceptional films from around the globe. Every day, MUBI premieres a new film. Whether it's a timeless classic, a cult favorite, or an acclaimed masterpiece, it's guaranteed to either be a movie you've been dying to see or one you've never heard of before, and there will always be something new to discover. With movie, each and every film is hand-selected, so you'll never spend more time looking for something great to watch, and instead, you'll actually be watching something great. It's like your own personal film festival, streaming anytime, anywhere. Uh, it is also on just about every type of streaming thing, so you don't have to worry about compatibility there. And of course, you can download stuff to watch on the go. And you can try Mubi free for 30 days at Mubi.com slash Filmstage. Again, that is M-U-B-I dot com slash Filmstage for a whole month of great cinema for free. And that's that. Um, so yeah, unless anyone has any crazy-ass life updates that they want to throw out there before we jump into this, uh, we can we can talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. Devinder, do you want to talk about our uh, oh, yeah. initial <laughs> encounters? <laughs> Probably because uh, I, I think what I learned is uh, at some point uh, on on our Twitter conversations, I learned Robin went to Amherst College about the same time when I was there, probably working in the IT department. So I don't I don't actually recall if we've actually met, but I feel like for sure I've interacted with a ton of people there. Right. So we probably yeah. our paths probably crossed. I definitely don't have like a singular memory. Right. But- right. You know, when it's you're all a blur. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a first year and you are like at the lowest <laughs> rung of the social stra- you know, stratosphere or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, you know pretty much everybody above you. I it's don't, also a really <laughs> small school. It's a tiny it's a, school. Yeah, it's I like was it was about 1600 to ask people. that because yeah, like yeah. I'm positive i've probably gone to school like university of maryland with like mass murderers and i have oh, no sure. idea who they are because it's no. a giant yeah. state school <laughs> now our school we know who all the murderers are like that's how that's yeah how like you know because it will be like in the admissions <laughs> um speech that happens like during orientation uh-huh. be like and there are three murderers in your class and, <laughs> and there are four republicans who are also in the lgbt club and Ooh. blah 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 um, so there were there were a lot of traditions in that sense. So it, it's as a, small enough that any bit of gossip would just like percolate throughout the entire campus within oh, the day, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah, that's great. There are people in my major who I never met. <laughs> that's, that's astounding to me. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, the the benefits of a big yeah. school, to be honest, like there are people who did my major that I never wanted to meet. So <laughs> that's I mean, true. Right. I was just going to so say it's the worst that. people. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have so many thoughts. Um. Well, Amherst is a very, very small school, and I remember one time a friend of mine was like, can you name one thing about every single person in the, in our class? And he got out the who's who book <laughs> that you're given at the beginning of this, of, you know, this yep. is when books were yep. a thing. It was called yep. like the Facebook, like the actual like book of faces. Yep. And he pointed to every single one of them, and I just like rattled off 
one factoid. It was like where they're from, what their major is, like who they're hooking up with. I just like knew one thing about everybody because there was only like, what, 400 people in each class. I so had I... more people than that in my <laughs> freshman year dorm. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's a weird place. I don't want to go on about how small it is because it's this weird like elite cultural institution. I did not realize that getting into it. Right. It was a school that I applied on the Common App and it was close to uh, Hartford. So I was like, okay, that's, that's close enough. It's, 45 yeah, minutes away. 45 <laughs> minutes away. It's uh, rated really well. It was like, it was Williams and Amherst fighting for number one when I was applying. So it's like, okay, sure. It I'll still go for is. This. Still, yeah. Yeah. Still is. So but anyway, but I do so, remember you uh-huh. um, because you were like one of the people that had a job after graduating and were like still. Yes. Hanging out. I was. So yeah. oh, you were man. in was smut all the those? time. I was about yeah. to say, that is not a flattering depiction it's of a person. It's not exactly flattering. But it was, uh, no, you, you were know, at the very top of the social. You had graduated. Certainly not. Certainly not a social ladder, but maybe, uh, yeah, of people you knew I don't know, who actually graduated with jobs because liberal arts colleges, uh, people were not really. That was not really a thing. You, you weren't always guaranteed a job, <laughs> even in 2005. So I, I did it because I like computers and I liked helping people. So I stuck around there for a while doing IT work. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny not? that your school, it was like, did you hear about the guy who graduated and actually got employed? Got a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, recession time. This is maybe a little bit before. It was before. I, like um, recession hit while I was working there. And I just felt really bad for all the kids in college because it's like, oh, you were. You guys are just getting out into nothing. That was me, yeah. baby. That was fun. Yeah. It was a terrible time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, nine, Great. baby. Oh, yeah, nine. That's when I moved me. to New York and everything was falling apart. So, yeah. Yeah, that I, was um, the craziest thing is like, I once saw you on Twitter and I was like, wait, that's that's the guy from Smud. Same <laughs> like, guy. Same guy. He, he got famous. <laughs> uh, not, not famous, but certainly Twitter, uh, Twitter influencer type. I don't know. I don't know what I am. Uh, but that's how people in from high school have found me on Twitter, too. It's like, oh, wow. I know that same guy. Yeah. Weird. Small world. Anyway. Small world. So... Small New England. Yeah. You yeah. know what else is a small world? No. Bi- oh, no. God, Bill. <laughs> what? Godzilla versus Kong, right? There's a small world. Well, I was going to say that the, the world within the world is smaller yeah. than the world at large. But yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Hollow Earth? Yeah. Hollow Earth, baby. I love that. Th- I That's love that they just call the interior hollow. Or anyway, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> not like inverse Earth or yeah. or core I, Earth. I was I was getting just, very Mario Galaxy kind of vibes from that. Yeah. So yeah, just call it like the subterrane or something. You know, like do anything. Subterrane. <laughs> I don't it's know. Like a delicious pate. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Not more food. Let's go. No, Let's we go. Got it. Now Let's that get we've into this come close to a food thing we've got to move forward so yes we are here again to talk about godzilla vs kong can't believe they're not calling him king kong yet anyway uh this movie directed by adam wingard and uh stars it doesn't matter it stars king kong and godzilla yeah that's the only (laughs) cast yeah there is there is a cast of names here and you know you could watch the whole movie and not even realize it so anyway let's uh let's play a part of the trailer No, let's uh, get the volume on the trailer before we play it, Brian. This is our only chance. We have to take it. 
world needs him. All right, so that's a selection of the trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong, which again is streaming now on HBO Max. Um, as always, we will begin with our spoiler-free section before moving into the spoiler section, and uh, we will begin with our guest, Vendra. What did you think of Godzilla vs. Kong? You know, I'm coming into this movie or out of this movie with uh, with some complex feelings, but I am shocked to say I had a pretty good time with it. I think this movie is dumb as shit, like absolutely dumb. One of the stupidest things I've seen in years, <laughs> but also, you know, big ape fights, big, big dinosaur thing. And the fights were pretty Whoa, spoilers. good. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> this movie turns into a wrestling match. Almost, <laughs> almost immediately. And I think after a certain point, I just had to like, I had to applaud them for actually going all the way with it because uh, I thought the last movie, uh, King of the Monsters, was just garbage, like pure garbage. Like there were there were some like really pretty scenes and nice tableaus and that, but coming off of uh, Gareth Edwards' Godzilla, the 2014 one, which I had just rewatched actually, and that movie, yeah, that movie is just gorgeous. That movie, that, movie rips. that guy. Yeah, it rips. It rips. It's it's probably a little too slow. Again, the humans aren't too great, but I think Brian Granson's pretty good in it. Um, but the actual, like, the awe of Godzilla, right? The awe of, like, this gigantic thing and the buildup and the suspense. That movie gets a lot of things really well. Um, but just like the, uh, the you know, the original Godzilla franchise, like, things got pretty silly pretty quickly with King of the Monsters. And, uh, man, I saw that movie uh, when I was in Taiwan for Computex right after, like, a major Air Force, uh, like, lockdown because they have to do these uh, Air Force tests, basically, just in case China invades. So I was, I I watched this movie basically after sitting through a scenario that felt like a Godzilla movie because it was, like, raining mm. torrential rain. It was, like, raining like crazy there were jets flying over we couldn't leave the buildings because you're actually locked in when they do uh these tests um and then i went to go see this movie uh, or i went to see king of the monsters and it just completely disappointed me i think this movie is a lot of fun it is definitely stupid um i think the humans are better served here than they were in king of the monsters where a lot of people <laughs> were just running around not literally just not doing anything character motivations nothing really made sense this movie at least has like a flair of uh, cheese to it that i appreciate like it's uh you know it's like string cheese it's it's not good for you but uh i'll, I'll take it <laughs> once in a while you know um i don't know what half of these characters are doing or why like why is lance reddick in this movie for 30 seconds? If, I think. if even that, he shows even up that? and is just like, I've given the orders. It's and like then... 15 seconds, yeah. The humans don't matter, and I feel like it's a cop-out to say it, but yeah, the humans don't matter. This movie is a awesome wrestling match. This movie, Kong throws a, a jet fighter like a ninja star, like a ninja <laughs> star, and how can you not be on board with that shit? Like, the sheer level of destruction and the creativity of it, like, it definitely brought to mind um the 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 more campy Godzilla movies like when things got really crazy but I'll say this like as a as a movie nerd I I love the original Godzilla the Ishiro Honda movie I spent a lot of time at at our like tiny liberal arts college school um you know writing about classic cinema and studying classic cinema and that that movie just it there's so much to it um you know textually like there's so much to it in terms of Japan's reaction to World War II and America's devastation of Japan and, you know, anti-nuclear sentiment and all, all these things. And the same with the original Kong, right? So 
I, I do really appreciate the originals of those, those movies. This movie certainly is not going for any of that sort of text, but it's fun. It's just fun in a way that I really appreciated. I appreciate action when it's done well, you know, and you could really feel the weight of these monsters when they're wrestling. Um, I think uh, some of the things we'll talk about in spoilers are really fun. Like I did not expect that actually to happen in this movie. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's as dumb as a bag of bricks, you know, but I, I still had fun with it. Okay. Bill Graham, <laughs> what are your thoughts? All right. So I watched this uh, Saturday night and uh, I had some friends over and we had kind of a long kind of uh, fun get together for a while. And then, you know, it was closer to nine o'clock, 10 o'clock and we finally started this movie. So I was like, uh, I wanted to tell them like, hey guys, like I know we've kind of run long. Like if y'all want to go home, like don't feel bad. And they were just game. And we sat down and watched it and had a lot of fun. Um, It must be a great crowd movie. I wish I could be in a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was nice to have some friends to kind of see it. Uh, with me to kind of give a little bit of that atmosphere. I mean, I'm not talking like five, ten people. There were only two extra people, but you know, <laughs> it's it's nice to kind of see it with a few other people. Um, so you know, certain moments you get some cheers, some applause, and stuff like that. I mean, not applause, but you know, spontaneous like applause in Bill's yeah. living room. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like you know, it, it was one of those things where you just sit back, you crank up the volume, and and you have fun um yes i i definitely agree with devendra that a lot of this movie is just dumb as shit um but the action i won't say it's great but the action is actually in focus for most of it i could follow what was actually happening now maybe granted i haven't seen very many big blockbusters for the first time on my television you know um wonder woman notwithstanding uh i don't think that counts necessarily uh feel what you want to feel about that but uh you know I haven't seen a lot of these big epic films for the first time on on my television. Usually it's at a theater, right? Um, so I don't know if that kind of played into it, uh, but you know, I I was able to follow what was actually happening, which so many of these films, even the uh, original, uh, you know, Gareth Edwards uh, Godzilla film that kind of kicked off this trilogy or whatever the fuck this no, thing this, is. That, fuck there, I am I am speaking out against the Kong Skull Island erasure that's happening here. Yeah, yeah, and that was what? some good action. So it's four nice so clear four? action. Yeah, this is fourth. Okay, yes. okay. So you know and. You know, that that film, uh, you know, it's beautiful, but good God, turn on a light. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. But this film very much, uh, for better and for worse, uh, you know, we'll kind of get into it down the line. But uh, yeah, it, it definitely is mostly done in broad daylight. And uh, I appreciated that. Like, you know, if you're going to sign up for a film that, hits two titans against each other i want to be able to see them punch the shit out of each other and so i got that out of this film so yeah all right robin Barr. uh well i have to concur with everybody um in that this movie was like 
dumber than a rock on the ground. Um, I will say, though, that, you know, despite its dumbness, despite the stupidity of the dialogue, I mean, seriously, like Kyle Chandler shows up for what, five lines and they're all like, get your propeller on your accelerator. <laughs> like they don't make any sense. Uh, he's totally wasted. <clears throat> but and there were some things I didn't like about the whole um the tropes that they use like how many how many movies do i have to see where there's a silent little girl like that <laughs> seems mm-hmm. to be like the weirdest why did that keep coming up tropes um and like why did that person end up being like the heart of the movie i, I never really understood that it's like weirdly ableist but so there were certain things like that where i was just like oh come on um i wouldn't say it's a great film but you know i had a good time with it strictly for one reason and one reason only and that is the palpable sexual tension between Godzilla and King Kong. And you think Hi. I'm joking. <laughs> I, you are not joking. That's the worst part. It was like horny. Um, <laughs> okay, you talk like, oh, like ancient blood feud? Or is it like a slash fic brought to life with bisexual lighting everywhere? This is like a yeah. beautifully lit you know, they Purple just swap and spit a film. little. It's just a little spit swapping at a certain point, like when um. they weren't each other's mouths. Yeah, they're just it's it's like a weird kind of kink thing. It's just like okay, we're gonna stare deeply into each other's eyes and scream as loud as we can, and we won't stop until one of us comes. Yeah, I mean that's really what it is. And then I had a good time talking with some friends about like who's the po- the bottom, who's the top in the in the relationship, and you well, know I mean, what that answer is. <laughs> Godzilla's stupid thick in this movie, so. I don't know. He's like, as a friend uh, described to me, he's a needy, screechy bottom. Again, I'm not a gay man. <laughs> Wait a so second. I can't. <laughs> okay. This is a quote. This is not me making this presumption. But uh, we'll, we'll uh, say uh, Kong is the only one with the uh, that's bringing like some some nice rear end action to this fight. Mm, but he's <laughs> well, like very well defined. Like, he's the one who can use the tools, though. Yeah. Okay, he's but I'm just... No, I, I mean, like, he has a butt, and he has a really nice butt. And he scratches it. Yeah, uh, he scratches also, it a lot. Also, just... What, With there's swagger, what, though. We can argue quality of the film all we want, and we will, because everything I've heard from you three is crazy. But I don't feel like there should be any debate that Godzilla is the top in this relationship. No, opposite. Complete opposite. Needy. <laughs> <laughs> I just this I will have to talk about it in spoilers. Spoilers. This is spoiler just, talk. That's all yeah. I'm so I just love know, in the what in a tease. the, what in a the tease. queer relationship because I don't know that we ever actually established Godzilla's gender, so let's just go with, you know, the the catch-all term queer. I can't believe that we're just like, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that in spoilers. <laughs> I will say, you know, to bring up what what you're saying, Devendra, because my husband and I watched um the original thirty-three king kong and the 54 mm-hmm. uh godzilla gajira oh uh, the, the gajira movie is so good yeah well i think i yeah. liked it intellectually more than yeah. i appreciated like i appreciate it more intellectually than i liked it mm-hmm. uh for its entertainment value um it's not, yeah it's, it's not a great monster movie i think but it is certainly a good drama yeah yeah Japan, like i like the world war ii yeah exactly and that's one one of the things i think maybe i was too influenced by watching this because i these those were the only two um, of these brand these uh, franchises that I've ever seen. So I haven't I hadn't seen the Skull Island. I hadn't seen um, 
the other ones that are part of these like newer oh, reboots. You should, you should see the Gareth Edwards one. And yes, but yeah. I think yeah. my I think my husband was recommending. He's seen them all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a blast with this. He's also a big professional wrestling fan. So oh yes, <laughs> okay, he gets it. Yeah, <laughs> he gets it. Whereas I'm like, hmm, but this doesn't have enough uh, metaphors about like nuclear war or whatever. You saw how so- <laughs> he jumped off that building. Though? I was about to say yeah. he did a turnstile jump. I mean that this is totally lost on me. Uh, I'm a figure skater fan. (laughs) Like that's the (laughs) level of sport that I do. But there is there is a grace to these battles too. Like I think if you no, it's beautiful. Like yeah, that's it. In in terms of the um, choreography, in terms of the um, computer graphics, like very 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 well done. But I had a problem with watching all these fight scenes um, that are taking place in urban settings, and you know that they are killing. Thousands of people. They do, but there's they not... do mention it's pretty bad. It's pretty they, bad. They mentioned that like there is a uh, what is it evacuation going on and everybody to get to the Titan shelters and shit yeah. like that. Like I, I mean, I, at this point, I guess uh, everybody's got their little underground bunkers to just like all right. They, yeah, because now these they're walking around. Like, you been, you like have your thing. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, three movies right, of maybe. these things like beating the shit out of each other, and they're finally like, okay, what if we had like shelters? What if we <laughs> had a plan for this well i I think i think an easier an easier thing to do would be not to have shelters to basically have like in in starships and shit like that where it's just like okay i'm getting into my escape pod and i'm gonna fucking launch like i'm getting the hell off of this area what we we really need are the rolling cities from the mortal instruments is that no mortal (laughs) engines about mortal engines like morty engines yes um robin to what you're saying i do agree this movie does not stress the whole everybody uh getting into shelters which the gareth edwards one is kind of all about actually like it's Mm, all about the populations getting out of the way yeah yeah that's that's good to know in context i didn't have because i kept thinking jesus christ they're killing thousands of people and what's great about the original godzilla is that you see um these like approximations well i mean you see on screen uh images of people in hospitals and there's like this great scene of a little girl who's just screaming and crying because her mother has been killed by godzilla and it's it's that element that human element that makes you understand why um the the moral compunctions behind why killing Godzilla is necessary, but also why mm-hmm. it's such a painful act. I mean, it really brings to mind like all of the um, uh, all of the the ethical thoughts about just taking the lives of people and creatures and weighing one against the other. Whereas, it, and of course, the whole point of that in Godzilla is to make an approximation um, or like have a facsimile on screen of of what happened in the post um atomic bomb era you know uh nagasaki and, and etc mm-hmm. um you know because it was such a such a, an emotionally fraught time period in japan and so many memories and so much pain and, and suffering that had occurred so it was like really powerful i think for people to see that on screen um maybe there were different reactions to that in, in different countries. I think mm-hmm. a lot of that was maybe cut in, in the American versions at the time, um, from what I've read. So so the reason I bring that up is because in this, it's just like, oh, well, <laughs> thousands of people are dead because these uh, Titans decided yeah. they needed to have like well, like a wrestle boy is, moment. <laughs> there is some interesting commentary because Kong is basically like, I guess um, the, what's the organization that's, uh, that's in charge of all this now? 
Monarch, I guess that's US based. So Kong is still like a prisoner, you know, of a US thing being being like thrown around the world basically to do the bidding of this organization yeah. or one country even. So you know, I feel like the Kong stuff is still there. The Godzilla stuff is, uh, yeah, that's not really tied to anything. Yeah, the the yeah. Kong stuff definitely there, and you, we, I mean, that movie, the original movie, and this movie makes you think so much about uh, the impact of imperialism and colonial life, and um, I don't know, just it. There's there's a lot there, um, and I think the original film too. I mean, the director at least has talked about it. Uh, was the idea that like this is like nature versus industrialization and blah 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 i don't see that as much as i see more of the the cultural impacts of of those movies so i guess i came into this kind of hoping that they would continue these like larger themes or like these larger metaphors um and then it was like that must there have been an very... earth inside the earth <laughs> i was about to say that must have been very disappointing for you i mean i still enjoyed some of the visual aspects of it but it was like turn it was like I could turn my brain off and come back and like still understand what was going on because there's basically like three acts in this whole, like there's there's just like three like m- physical moments in this whole movie. <laughs> so it you know it, I it was like one of those like bad movies that I was like I didn't hate it I didn't dislike it but I feel like I can't give it more than two stars just on principle. I, God damn it. This movie was terrible. I can't, I can't can't even believe what I'm hearing from you people. So, so. Because we like fun, Brian. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, there's a couple of things. So last week I said, maybe I just don't like movies anymore. And I was watching this and I was like, oh, I think it's worse. I think I don't even care about movies anymore. Like I couldn't. This movie was first. I'll agree with everyone. This movie is dumb as shit. It's a it's a stupid, stupid movie. And the journey that I have been through with this movie over the last week is insane. I watched this movie on like Wednesday, like the day that it dropped, right? Because I was like, oh, I can knock it out before the weekend, and then I don't have to watch it on the weekend, and I can like spend more time with my daughter, or like you know, do something in my lawn, or just watch literally anything else. And I watched it, and I hated it, and I was like, I really feel like I am missing a lot because I didn't see King of the Monsters. Like, there's so Oh, you're much... not missing anything. You're well, not okay. missing anything. Except for Kyle Chandler and uh, Eleven. Yeah. The issue is, I didn't say this to you, and so I turned around and watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> oh. oh, no. And I'm like, you're telling me? That 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 Alexander Skarsgård's character isn't even in that. You're telling me that Rebecca Hall's not in that. Nope. You're telling me that like nope. they don't talk about King Kong like at all beyond like two mentions. And I was like, and this girl who's stalking a podcast guy with a <laughs> like a New Zealand friend. Shout out to podcast so uh, love and podcast uh, like uh, observing. But that was like, so legitimizing hilarious. of yeah. Of yeah. paranoia and conspiracy <laughs> theory. Okay, so like, we, this is irresponsible. We can get into that because that is yeah. a problem that I had with Kong Skull Island, which is now even bigger now. But so like, uh-huh. I'm like, so wait a second. The, the the spunky teenage girl with the comic sidekick friend who finds a stranger on the internet and then travels across the world with them is 
in Kong or Godzilla King of the Monsters, like the progeny of an eco-terrorist who's yep. going to destroy humankind. And yeah, she like has been brainwashed by her mom at first. Like, what the hell is happening? Wait, who plays her mom? Uh, the, the Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. Yeah. Oh, like, like. What is they so don't matter. That's the whole thing. <laughs> That's the, like, but the, so, so here's what's funny, Robin, is I loved Godzilla, uh, Edwards' Godzilla. Um, it was great. It might have been in my top 10 that year. Like, it's a flawed movie. Let, let me it's be got, clear. It's got, it's, just, it, it's got its issues, but like, in retrospect, like, yeah, there's a lot to it. Yeah. I, um, I, like the way that Edwards so handily, conveys scale in that movie mm-hmm. visually is is unparalleled i would say over the last like decade like it's just amazing and it's one of the things that made me excited for rogue one and then disappointed me about rogue one um you at least got the visuals down though like i think rogue one has a lot of those like just beautiful vistas beautiful sequences like the, the yeah. final like um launch against the the death star right like i think is a, is a like beautiful see, thing seeing yeah. the the ad at walkers from like ground level yeah is just like another thing where it's like oh shit yeah those are huge um and and the first godzilla the the, the human characters there's like two of them <laughs> And they're very boring, but they're boring in <laughs> archetypal, cliched ways where it's like, oh, I've, I'm a soldier who is uh, conveniently able to be here for every set piece, and I really want to see my wife again. Don, and, well, also Brian Cranston, who is, uh, I think, a god for 15 minutes in that movie. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he does he's good great. stuff. But, yeah. like, you Wait, know. Literally? It, Yep. Well, not not literally. He doesn't turn into like something. Me. He's yeah. just oh, okay. amazing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. With these movies, like I would buy it. No, see the first the 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 twenty fourteen Godzilla, I'll call uh-huh. it. Edwards' Godzilla is very much like an allegory for just natural disasters. Um and and you know, so like the characters are talking about like we have to survive, like, is there any way to fix this? And and basically you got you got Ken Watanabe saying like, no, there isn't. You just buckle in and survive and hope that one giant thing kills the other giant thing mm-hmm. because one of them is slightly wor- less bad than the other. So like, yeah, humans are dumb and pointless. And kind of the point of the first Godzilla is that they are pointless because they have all these plans that they just like aren't going to work. And they're Stop only shooting the giant monsters. Right. With your, with your little guns. What are you doing? The, the guns aren't working. The nuke's probably not going to work. Like, just get out of the way. And as Ken Watanabe says, let them fight, um, which is great. And that's beautiful. And then Godzilla, King of the Monsters, ruins all of that because it adds more people. It makes them make less sense. It complicates them like crazy. And then it also adds in, like, the concept of, like, a MacGuffin that can control them. And then this movie takes that and, like, triples down on it. <laughs> and I don't understand. Like, just get the people out of there. We should just have, like, a Paul Greengrass United 93 style movie about giant creatures kicking the shit out of each I other. I mean, that was, uh, that was basically the Gareth Edwards movie, yeah, though. Like, exactly. Yeah. But, like, yeah. even pull it back more. Like, take the kid out of there. Like, don't show me Ford brody coming home to his wife you know just like just have him be like oh uh, shit what's this twins uh yeah shacked up (laughs) oh shit i have never really put that together yep damn i cast that in a different light um 
yeah but so anyway uh this movie this movie is 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 so dumb and it's it's crazy because like i should be here for a movie that like takes the hollow earth seriously because I i've always say that like why why because it, the monster is fighting that didn't do it for you like no that's, that's the thing i found it very annoying like the the lapse in logic made it very difficult for me to even like get behind the motivation of the two monsters fighting like that it, it's it's the They're weirdest drawn to each other through an ancient attraction <laughs> <laughs> your your desire to see these two kiss <laughs> I think is coloring. They almost did. They, Don't they almost lie. did like three times. Instead, instead, Ken Watanabe should have said, let them fuck. Yeah, exactly. I would have watched that Well, he that can't because he died in the last movie. He did Stupidly. die in the last one. Stupidly. Uh. Also, <laughs> the, um, but anyway, yeah, so the fights, I mean, the fights are, I, I hate the fact that I know that he the fights in the this jet, are like better. Like a star. I, it's unimpeachable. <clears throat> I can't. I can't argue against that. I mean, and I understand. Like, if that's what you're here for, and if that's good for you, then yeah, I, I, I'm never going to convince you that he didn't do that because he, he just did told you whatever that. floats your boat as long as you don't float it near me. <laughs> <laughs> also, just, shout out to this movie uh, basically redoing the uh, the Evangelion. Uh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I loved it. Loved I was I, I actually I, so when I saw him on that boat I was like oh they're gonna do the Evangelion yeah. thing but then yeah. Yeah. I thought to myself they can't do that because uh, Godzilla is bigger than an aircraft carrier mm. but he's not anymore so I don't he, fully understand Shin Godzilla. Yeah, they, Shin Godzilla would be <laughs> way too big yeah well no even yeah. Edwards is Godzilla he's like one and a half to two times the size of an aircraft carrier. I mean, they've, it should be. They've shrunk him. They've shrunk this Godzilla. This Godzilla did not get on the aircraft carrier. Like, it was all Kong jumping between things. No, they did, because then he punches they? him. They, like, have matter. a full-on, like... Yeah, they, uh, are, they are on there. I feel like, yeah, size just doesn't matter oh, anymore. Like, I didn't even finish, I, I didn't yeah. even finish my, uh, my story. The reason oh, that no. I know that he was on that aircraft carrier is because yesterday I realized that I didn't remember anything about this movie. And so, for the no. podcast, I <laughs> no. had to watch it again. Um, you wow, poor Jesus child. Christ. You you really are a masochist. I'm I worried shot myself about in you. the foot. Well, you know, Robin, we we have a guest. I can't just come on here and be like, I don't know, I didn't well, remember anything. I guess one star. <laughs> like <laughs> we're all suffering <laughs> pandemic brain. Like it's hard to to register anything at this point. That is true. Um yeah. I, I I don't know. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't love First Cow, but I still feel like I could talk you through the plot points of First Cow pretty like fully. But two days later, I was like, oh, uh-huh. shit, I don't remember how they ended up getting to Antarctica. So, I like, don't even remember, like, from moment to moment of that film, what was going on. Like, one second, they're in a woods, and then there's an oily cake, and then there's a cat. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> uh, Kong, Kong was, uh, like, helicoptered to Antarctica. Yes. That is a, it's a lovely image. It was. They should yeah, have hey. done that shit to begin with. Like, yeah. what were they doing, boating <laughs> him across? Maybe they like, were. Like, no, this will be fine. Feel. Yeah, this will be fine. Like, this will be okay. And it's I'm like, the plan was bring him idiots. to Antarctica and just leave him there and hope he goes through the thing. I guess. Right. Uh, Why is I she? I did old? not know what was going to happen because yeah. I was just like, is is Yeti going to come out and start like beating him up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's what's, much smaller, what's the, Robin. Come on. 
what's the whole point of that? Because like, okay, they they get him, they set him up. They already have hollowed down to the earth. Okay, so right from the, Florida. They already got their <laughs> ships. Like, the earth. No, the earth like, they, was hollow. Ready to go. <laughs> Already here, Bill. Again, I watched it again last night. <laughs> I. <laughs> So I know the reason they needed him. No, they need the energy source. I get right. that. And he's they can the only find one the energy can, source. No, they can't. Ah, no, because it's bullshit. the hollow earth ah, is too bullshit. big. That's, they needed that's it. bullshit. The, the reason that they wanted him originally <laughs> was that the brother died and they were like, oh, fuck, we can't get. And the guy's just like, nah, I got this cool plane. Don't worry about it. We'll, okay. we'll be fine. And you're I've like, got a, OK, problem solved. Cool. I've got a couple go. things to say, Bill. First of all, I, I fully expected that the brother dying was going to be part of king of the monsters and it was not so i mean i was you, you you fucked all of this up by going like oh let me see where it oh wait none of this came well, from the other movie the, no yeah like, so yeah. my concern you should have done what i did two weeks ago and watch king of the monsters for the first i didn't time. i didn't think i needed to and it turns out that i didn't need to because i didn't <laughs> yeah, want to exactly. come on this podcast and be like what do we cared about this guy's brother for? And then, like, someone to yell at me. It was a big part of the no, last movie, we, we asshole. Don't we don't care. The scripts no. have gotten progressively <laughs> worse, I think. Although, yes. I will say, I found very little to enjoy in King of the Monsters. You know, like, that movie had big monster battles. It had uh, Ghidorah, right? Like, it had a lot of good stuff. But the fights weren't great. Everything no. was kind of yeah. ugly. Like, I didn't care yeah, about anything. The aren't that great. In this one, like they go full on, like let's let's make this a WCW or ECW match, basically, I mean, right? What In, what constitutes a okay. good fight versus a bad fight? Because well, according I, to the CBS TV show, The Good Fight. Ooh, <laughs> I know, which is a great show, and a I great, could talk to you about a that great show. show, The Good Fight, The Great Show. Um, so I, I will say, like, yeah, it, I King of the Monsters. Every single fight happens in like the middle of a storm because mm-hmm. one of the creatures causes storms, which is very convenient for the effects budget. Um, yeah, I, I don't just know. Didn't I, care in King of the Monsters? Like, I think that's the thing. Whereas this one is like, you start with Kong. Kong is kind of like your entry into back into this movie, and Godzilla is this force of nature, right? And that's something the Gareth Edwards movie did really well too. Like, Godzilla is something to be feared. Um, we don't quite understand it. Meanwhile, it's Godzilla is a good dude. He's just trying to like help, you know. But everybody keeps trying to attack it. But the I felt for both Kong. And I both I felt for Godzilla. Like this to me had better stakes than Batman v Superman. You know, interesting. Um, I I would put them that. about on the same level because <laughs> they both just don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. And See, they come to a logical realization in this movie and stop fighting. No one's uh, name is Martha in this. Yeah, movie. exactly. To be fair, Kong never signs his mother's name. We don't know what her name <laughs> was. Um, I yeah, I I don't know. I just like you know. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, maybe I I wish I could like anything about this movie because i had to watch it twice this week and i just don't it's just no you're a self-flagellator i don't accept yeah you watch <laughs> you watch this twice and you watch king of the monsters okay but yeah you really you, do you are yourself. a fucking man man didn't even Jesus. get into my cutting and alcoholism um yeah, yeah but so i i balanced it out by watching uh the the edwards godzilla to reaffirm like oh wait no i can like one of these movies and then I rewatched Chernobyl too for some reason. I think you guys are hey, right. I think I just hate myself. Yeah, but one yeah. of those is good. <laughs> well, Chernobyl's great. But I mean, Chernobyl's yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, it's great. It's just like, oh, good. This is the episode where they shoot dogs. Uh, 
I mean, yeah, why would you, why would you watch? It? Yeah, like why would you rewatch it after a pandemic too? Like or during after a, a pandemic, pandemic, like less than a month after I had to put my dog down. Yeah, there were so uh, many reasons not to do yeah. it, and I yep, did it anyway. It. Don't um, do it. Mm-mm. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's I can't look. I here's the thing about this podcast. I can't tell you people you are all wrong for enjoying yeah, yeah, it. It's fine. It's I fine. will just say that the things that were wrong with it were wrong enough in my brain to make it so that I couldn't even enjoy the stupid parts that maybe could have been fun if I I, I think them. your idea, if it was just the monsters fighting, like if it was that cut, give me yeah. the monster cut of this movie and no humans. And <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, I would be fully on board with everything even more. Yeah. I also, and this is, this is dumb. Uh, I also watched the original King Kong, the 33. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. great movie. I mean, that movie fucking That's like rules. A legitimately well, scary he, you, movie. You love that movie. So that's, that movie is just reaffirmation. My, the three most formative movies of my childhood are uh, original King Kong, the adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn and Top Gun. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, you were a boy. Yes, I was. <laughs> uh, and, and continue to be. Um, I, would, I would recommend you check out original Godzilla too if you haven't seen it. I haven't, and I really, really oh, want should. to. Um, Don't see they the American restored version. it. Yeah. They restored it because I I saw it uh, at South by Southwest on the big screen uh, because they were doing kind of a promo tour of the new uh, kind of redubbed or not redubbed but like remastered version of it, and so they showed it off before the Gareth Edwards film um, as kind of like a tie-in promotion. Ugh. Now and you're making me so, miss South by again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really really nice and really good, and I was like, wow, I think I even wrote a review about it for the film stage. So there we go. But I think Famous plug, I, you know. So I, it's it's funny because I should be all about King Kong, as you know, if if we're picking monsters, I should be like, well, Kong was my first love, so clearly. But like, yeah, there's I mean, something he's got ab- thumbs. Yeah, you know, he's I, cuddly. I, Look, on my mm-hmm. dating profiles online, I constantly say must have thumbs. So clearly I should love <laughs> King Kong. Well, that's ableist. <laughs> Just watch out for those raccoons, Brian. Just watch out for those raccoons. Yes. Must have thumbs and must have uh, nice buns. Getting catfished <laughs> by raccoons. Must, must, must walk off bright. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Um But yeah, for whatever whatever they've done to Kong, like between Skull Island and this, I just don't. I don't see I don't like him as a character. I feel like he's like too humanized. Like I prefer him being more of a feral, you know, unknowable beast. I don't Finger like Finger sniffer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one the one human aspect of his character. I don't know. Um no, I just and there's something about how much they've humanized him. And actually, that's that's a great segue to get into spoilers if everyone feels as though they are ready to spoil sure. this movie. Robin, you brought yeah. this up. How how do we all feel about? Uh, well, first of oh God, there's so much <laughs> stupid shit to talk about in this movie. So first of all, the the Iwi tribe, who we met in Kong Skull what? Island, is the who the Iwi. <laughs> I'm not making know. this up. This is their name. I know. <laughs> so we meet them in Kong Skull Island. They've been on the island for thousands of years. They know Kong and his family and everything, and they are fucking 100 percent gone in this movie, except for. One small, wide-eyed, precocious, deaf child. Listen, what's the final girl? The place, like, yeah. <laughs> and and at what point okay. did they transport him? Here's like, the thing. I, I guess he just yeah. didn't no. know. Bill, again, I watched this last night, and I used subtitles the second time. 
they establish in this movie that at some point between Kong Skull Island and now, the storm, the perpetual hurricane that kept the island shrouded, overtook the island. Like, I guess the storm got bigger and it ripped the fucking island apart, genocided an entire people. And so they built the dome to keep King Kong safe so they could continue to study him and to keep him safe from Godzilla. But that is Skull Island. You you are telling me that that was found in the subtitles like that was in the movie but you you turned on subtitles and now you have a fucking more plot plot? yeah what i hate to tell you this but yeah because the first time i was like i don't know why they took him off the island and why they took one girl with them and then you rebecca hall's character does say oh yeah when the storm overtook the island and i was like when the storm is this a QAnon thing? What is she talking about? And then it's like all of her tribe was killed except for her. And I made a promise no harm would happen to her. And I guess Kong did the same. And I'm like, you guess the I, I 400 the, foot the, tall monkey did the same? I, I figured the Iwi had died. I figured that they had to get him out of there. But I figured that was to protect him. Not because they were just like, oh, let's just pretend like he he's on the same island and i guess no he is on the same island they just put a dome over it yep. and it's like oh and uh, like one of the things that i was laughing about was he throws these spears into it and you have this like cabin in the woods moment and you're like oh okay cool <laughs> that's a good, that's um, a good call is n- is no one gonna fix that during nighttime when kong is like presumably <laughs> sleeping like what the fuck are we doing here well, like, we have a certain he, amount of budget he's gonna keep doing it right so yeah, why why uh, why even bother <laughs> Yeah, like what, what's the, once he's realized he it, knows and he's what's breaking up. it. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not like the well, Truman I, Show. There's no going and, back. At a certain point, like it why really are was you the just Truman like show. just opening that shit up and just being like, yeah, okay, we we fucked up, man. Like he, he figured us out. Like, huh? Do you want to stay here? No. Okay. All right, well, they we'll can't let, let him out. They are very concerned that Godzilla will kill him if they do. I, I, I don't know why they care so much, issue. but you know, yeah, I don't see that as an issue. <laughs> like maybe, maybe the chances are that he'll kill Godzilla and just like go slunk off and be wherever. Well, well, as, as, um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, he, this is another Damn actor that I love who is in this movie for 12 seconds at uh, Chris chalk. I think he was in the newsroom uh-huh. and Perry Mason. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know who this is. He's the he's the guy who says to Rebecca Hall's character, "You don't think the king can take care of himself?" Oh, Kong bows to no one, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, I mean, okay. So I listened to a podcast today um, on, and please don't laugh, but like seriously, it was about bull semen and how the genetics <laughs> of cows. I, I, I can't Please not laugh at that. Keep going. Okay, just go. roll. Just Fine, laugh going. at me. What's funny about this? Okay. I'm not. Okay. But for, for once, for once, I'm not being a pervert. Uh, I was listening to this because I'm interested in like agriculture and blah, blah, blah. So that, so they were talking about the history of bull semen and how in the last 30 years of like agricultural studies, um, they're finding that, uh, the people who are in charge of, I don't know, uh, breeding cows or, or what have you, breeding milking cows, um, are uh, putting certain bulls in like th- these ranking categories for um, genetic predispositions that are like 
great for the the process of of dairy farming so for example like there's one cow um or like one bull rather that has had like two million <laughs> granddaughter cows Progeny. yeah, yeah or like literally like two million oh um God. female cows over like the last you know 20 or 30 years um and that has made the production of milk like increase by 50 percent. i mean it was like pr- pretty incredible but they were talking about this idea that um the more that the bull was valued for his genetic code, the less people cared about his personal like attributes, you know, whether he was like a nice cow or whether he had a good day or, oh, okay, uh, okay. you know, these like little, the little anecdotes that make you care about um, a creature and how, you know, I'm not saying it's like dehumanize him because he's not a human, but like the, the more that you put value on. Creaturedize him. Yeah, like <laughs> the the more that you put value in like their productivity or like their cap their capitalistic output, the less that you care about the animal as a as a character or something or as a as a thing. This is an allegory love. for uh, workers. I, I was about think. to say. It sounds oh, like I think my last so. Job. I mean, that was, yeah, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of, of course, because they didn't they didn't make the connection with with capitalism, but like that's what I took away. So I was listening to this, and it did make me think about. Um, exactly what you're describing with kong is like the more that you care about whether kong uh can fight or throw a jet like a ninja star like all those things like the less that we put value on like their cap his captivity (laughs) and like godzilla being um this betrayed lover of humans like i I don't know i i think it's it's an interesting trade-off like what their personalities are almost like moot in these in this film compared to their um their fighting ability or like what they represent i I don't know i i think that who i forget maybe it was you brian who said that they like almost over humanized kong um and that he didn't he (laughs) wasn't like a dynamic enough character for you because he didn't have those uh, scary qualities instead he's like coco the gorilla signing <laughs> <laughs> like all this stuff which is by the way like a fallacy i think i, I think that it was like inconclusive whether coco actually right. could sign or not and it's um some like cultural trope now but you know Look, like you, Amy you cannot from congo. erase congo yeah you cannot erase <laughs> yeah, congo i was just gonna say congo podcast. like this, this is not okay um the yeah. point being, like, but I think you understand where I'm going with this, which is like they do too much to make him uh, a sympathetic character. But the balancing of that with the fighting attributes still didn't um, bring the that fully realized element for me. Whereas, like in the original Kong. He's like a friggin' creepy pervert, but there are sweet qualities to him. Like it's ultimately he totally kills a dinosaur story. for her. He kills many dinosaurs for yeah, her. Yeah, like three or four actually. <laughs> yeah, he's killing a buttload of dinosaurs for her. But he also was like tearing her clothes off and being a total like, you know, s- sexual abuser. Yeah. Um, so that, that was his courtship <laughs> back then, though. You know, it's a different time. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even weird for humans, let alone a giant yeah. ape. <laughs> um, so I, so will- I think. Yeah, it's just I like think, what what is the characteristics here? Like, yeah. what am I looking for? I I think that what what really annoys me is that they they do all that humanizing, but then they don't even 
They don't even utilize that as a means of making them fight. And I can't believe I'm talking about this movie in these ways. But like, <laughs> if if it was like, hey, you know, Kong is, is alone on this island and, you know, we're a bunch of bleeding heart animal people and we want him to like find a home again. Oh, the hollow earth exists. Maybe that'll be it. And then you find out that like, Godzilla is the king of the hollow earth. So like if Kong wants to live there and find his people, he has to like battle his way past Godzilla, you know? And so if you were to turn his motivations for fighting into part of his personal journey, I don't, I don't know how much we need that. I don't know. Like just, he, he's fighting because he was attacked by Godzilla, you know, right. yeah, and Godzilla in his ass. Yeah. I don't know. I just, that like, beautiful I, ass. yeah, it's, <laughs> and the freshly showered ass. But anyway, so yeah, I wanted to bring up the 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 small girl signing to God Godzilla to King Kong to Kong, uh, just because like you know Robin had kind of brought that up earlier as a thing that keeps happening in movies. And um, yeah, the second that happened, I was like, oh god, I hate this so much. Wasn't that also the uh, the third Planet of the Apes too? Yeah, I believe the so. Planet of the Apes, like same deal, same deal. Also, incredible trilogy. But yeah, uh, I do. I wanted more of some of the stuff we got from those films, especially once. Uh, Who's the second director? Well, uh, oh. very much Reeves. Yeah. Once yeah. Reeves got involved, it was like a whole new level of just like world building and stuff like the, that middle movie starts with like 10 minutes of just, you know, apes signing to each other, which I kind of loved <laughs> and give me more of that in a movie like this for sure. Yeah. I am. Um, the more I think back on them, I really, I did enjoy like the first half of that second movie. I think that like, I dislike the. I think means. it becomes a mess, but it, it, like the, those movies, it, it's kind of I mean, it's not comparable at all. Actually, those movies are trying to say something, but I think that yeah. they feel very. Those movies have like a statement. They're yeah, make, but it's not just uh, big giant things fighting each other. But I could always feel like the plot being like, oh, we can't let this work. We still got to have like the devolution. Like you know, there was never a chance that you felt like things might work out, and so it just mm-hmm. felt exhausting to have to watch them crumble. <laughs> this movie just was boring and exhausting um yeah, the monsters have their own motivations right like godzilla we we know like he does not like other those those energy sources are bad he's out there to like stop these other bad energy sources and that's what he detected when they it's, have their final fight like we're, we we really just need to talk about the fights in this movie okay. i think the final do. fight yeah you, you don't want to talk say, about like the youngian shadow figures of these characters <laughs> like, this, this is this is a good way to to pivot to talk about uh the creature that we haven't really mentioned yet yes. um obviously Gatsuki. no uh what i don't know who oh jesus so we're talking about the, like the, the fucking uh cartoon show yep. Kazuki. Yep. oh boy <laughs> um <happening>? anyways <laughs> that's hilarious that you even know that but uh my husband no, had to teach me what that was <laughs> excellent god bless him um but mecha godzilla looks like like everything in this movie looks fairly fucking good like yeah. I, I was actually yeah. surprised by it and mecha godzilla there's a sequence in like the cave where he's at originally that kind of looks bad and i was like maybe they'll improve this no when they turn on the lights holy shit he looks like ass like (laughs) but but he does have like a power set and like a cool kind of like weapon set that like actually makes it like understandable that he's kind of like kicking Godzilla's ass for a little bit. Right, he's got but a bladed like, spinning rocket every, tail. <laughs> every time they spent so much fucking money on like 
like Kong's hair. I guess they ran out of budget for Mecca and they were just like, fuck it. Like he's going to be ridiculous anyways. We're not trying to do some Transformers shit here. And so we're just going to make him look silly as fuck. And I was just like, damn. Like it's, it's like toy figures. Bad. He looks really bad. Part part of it was just like, is it a commentary on like humans trying to, you know, reclaim the, the power of Godzilla? Like we are purposefully, we can't do any better. You know, like mm-hmm. the, all these movies are kind of about humans are failures and these monsters have to keep saving us. So, you know, I, I don't know. That's kind of the feeling I got from it. I just, his design is terrible. It looks like he's it's made not, out of yeah. connects. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's this, it's the it's same. Really I have a lot of problems with modern designs of, of, of creatures and things in movies sure. where like they just become weirdly complex. Like give me. Uh, give, give me a smooth robot Godzilla. Like, just why does he have to look like he's made out of spinal yeah, yeah. cords? You know, just like make him goof. Like, really lean into it. Make him goofy as shit. I, I this, think they did lean into it, but they leaned into something that nobody <laughs> really wants to see. Yes, that is. Yeah, they, they committed they, they, to they, a bad design for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's unfortunate because yeah, that that final fight sequence when mm-hmm. when Godzilla and Kong finally team up is actually like pretty like yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is yeah, this yeah. is fun. Like, what, what, I, and yeah, yeah, I get, I get yeah. the romance there, but yeah, <laughs> Kong like kicks ass in that moment. Uh, you know, it wasn't until so- something funny that I, I I found out while listening to a pot. Uh, I listened to a couple of podcasts on this movie, but uh, <laughs> one thing I found out that I was like oh shit i kind of missed that detail is i guess kong's uh axe is made off of a former shard of like maybe not godzilla itself but maybe of his ilk like mm. so oh. i guess it's one of those fins that that's now a piece of the shard of the axe and you're like oh that's why when Godzilla uses his fire breath or laser breath or whatever the hell you want to call this thing, it's like it can take it because we've seen it. those. Yeah. yeah, we've seen those fins like be able to like supercharge as well. So, but the, that, what, that how, makes a lot of sense. And I have to say that moment, uh, I if I was in a theater, you know, I'd probably jump up and cheer at that point because it's oh so it is, it is so like. <laughs> Wonderfully dorky. It is a D and D moment of combining your, you know, uh, fire, uh, making the somebody sword, you know, fire. Yeah, I shoot my fire like, breath I at your it. plus twelve acts of dismissal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And they cancel each other out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because he charges it up so he can start hacking. I don't know what the the charge mm-hmm. on an axe does. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah. look like it explodes it just looks like it makes it look cool which you know is good enough unless it superheats it, it carries energy. that that sequence though also has the uh has the people f- through the hollow earth ship just flying through the insanity of it all and i thought that was a ton of fun it it's, also uh, has that, that them was, use fun. the ship yeah. as a defibrillator i don't know i just like <laughs> yeah. i fucking this movie yeah, that is was so dumb. dumb this movie's so dumb and i don't <laughs> i don't like the the moving of the camera around because it makes it feel it, oddly very small like again i i don't have any conception of how huge these things yeah. are this is not the gareth edwards thing where it's like very like usually ground focused camera yeah. right like they did the pacific rim thing too where it's like you try to be a traditional camera otherwise it's hard to convey the size and scale of these monsters mm-hmm. whereas this one is just like pure cg camera and 
that ship sequence was so gloriously dumb and silly that I also really enjoyed that. Like, it's the fights. That's why I'm here, you know. And again, I when, you when know they, nobody drown. I mean, that made no yeah. Like that when when they when uh, Rebecca Hall and the and the little girl like lock themselves in like oh my a God. room. Uh-huh. I'm like, so this is a terrible fucking idea. Why would you what go there? Doing? Why would yeah. you go there? I know. Um, yeah. Do you know my what husband... happens when a ship sinks? Like, yeah, it, are you yeah. aware of this? My husband kept calling uh, Rebecca Hall Coraline because he just he was like, she reminds me so much. She does look like a haunted Victorian woman. That is, that's why I love her. Yes. Yeah. So, um, like, bendable. What's what's some other stuff? So like, yeah, you know, I, again, I can't. If you like the fights, I can't convince you that the rest of the movie is so bad it shouldn't matter. Okay. okay. So. Well, you you said you were going to be big on Hollow Earth, Brian, and I want to know how Get you feel big. about the Hollow Earth. <laughs> I. <big. laughs> It is interesting that, so this is, I think earlier uh, Robin had said, like, you know, the the leaning into, like, validating conspiracy theories is, feels a little perhaps, like, irresponsible. And um, I feel that way a little bit about the Hollow Earth stuff in this. And it's, it's crazy because this movie, was it this movie, I think, opens and it has that kind of the opening that all the movies have had where it's like, oh, here's like a bunch of redacted stuff to kind of fill you in on some nonsense and they talk about like oh, operation. You actually read that? No, because like I, I mean, sometimes I yeah, read it. If... Yeah, was that what subtitles? No, no. But like they have like news clips and shit, you know. And you can, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. But so, and the subtitles did help. But they talk about like uh, Admiral Byrd's like Operation High Jump, which was like a thing where like you know they sent a bunch of military people to Antarctica to like scope it out. Mm-hmm. And there's like 14 different ideas about what that quote unquote actually was about. So you could either talk about that it was like going to fight the Nazis that had like uh, retreated there or like to go explore the hollow earth or to like try to find the edge of the ice wall that holds back the oceans and the flat earth theory. And wait, what? Jesus. God, dude, there's, it, it goes so deep, Robin. I can't, if we're trying to keep this tight, you can't really no, let me no, off the I chain don't, like I don't, that. I don't want to know for the sake of my brain. Yeah, that's a good you idea. Bet, what, what is the light source in hollow earth? That's my main it's question. that, energy they is even, that the magnetic core i think it is yeah i think it's they yeah. say like as the sun does whatever to the surface this energy is the the but like that doesn't make a lot of sense it and, you know i guess it doesn't have to i think that it's to, yeah. <laughs> kind of interesting that they have like a bi i was gonna say bipolar but i don't think that's correct at all like a bi-gravitational like there's two floors and one of the floors is the ceiling, you know, um, it reminded me of uh, Interstellar the when the kids are playing baseball and like the ball goes too high and it smashes through someone's roof. Um, but yeah, but, I mean, like, no, you're not talking about it. Uh, yeah, you're talking about yeah. it, the end of Interstellar. But Correct. no, I was thinking uh, Elysium. Oh, God, Elysium. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so the Hollow Earth. I mean, like, here's the thing. The Hollow Earth is such a goofy, stupid idea. I, I constantly think to myself, like, if I got $2 million, I would love to make a movie that postulates that the Flat Earth Theory and all the bullshit that people think about it is true. Because I would just love to see that world realized. Why would you? No. <laughs> and and here's the... And so, like, You're I'm like looking... a true nihilist. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do with $2 million? If I had $200 million to make a movie, if if someone gave me $200 million and said, you can do whatever you want with this, I would, you know, build a hospital or something or oh, leave this planet forever. Um, 
But like if if I was given my shot to make any kind of stupid movie, I would probably do that because I think that that is is the type of nonsense that could be interesting. But I also feel like I don't want to validate it. Yeah, that's and every so YouTube channel right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I oh god, I started watching that HBO docu series on QAnon. Um, Why do you hate yourself so much? I don't know. I mean, you like, have you know, way more time on your hands than you give yourself credit. No, Bill. The problem is that I've been suffering from insomnia recently. So like, okay. it's two o'clock in the morning, and I like tried to sleep for three hours, and it's not working. And so I do stuff. Um, Reddit. God, no, <laughs> that's where it all started, Robin. Um, so, so like, it's just it's weird to me that they've taken this Hollow Earth concept, and and weirdly they made it extremely boring in this movie like it's not even like a journey it to the center nowhere. of the earth like <laughs> oh well like you know the first level I f- I is it, the first level is the really sea creatures cool. and then the second level is like the the bat demons and then like you know the caves are filled with albino Ante's lizards inferno <laughs> right instead it's like hey look it's another boring jungle <laughs> with things that are just <laughs> unreasonably aggressive and large what were those purple floaties they looked like the know, creature the from rocks? Z Wars. Are we talking Z-Wars? about the floating rocks or are we or talking D-Wars? about? It was just these like purple floating kryptonites. I don't really. Oh, know. oh, yeah, the, like the Rush rocks. album cover. I, know, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. Like more um, magic. So, so that it's, actually it's is interesting because in King of the Monsters we actually get to see Godzilla's lair and Whoa, that awesome. was actually yeah that was actually really really cool and interesting and I was totally into that during that movie which yes is a mess but I actually enjoyed as well but like I I thought that sequence was really fucking cool and this one yeah Hollow Earth in this movie is like oh you remember that cool sequence of in King of the Monsters we're gonna do about 50% of that it's like oh man like yeah you can't but, even live up to your previous movie like what are you doing so I, I think actually now Bill that you've said that I think I may have like really locked in to what my issue is and it's that like these movies should be like 1930s like action magazine serials right you know like mm-hmm. this intrepid explorer is going to the center of the earth and and like king of the monsters is a fucking terrible movie but when they go to kong's or kong's when i can't how do i keep mixing them up godzilla. one of them's a monkey one of them's a lizard when they go to godzilla's lair no it, not a monkey when they go to godzilla's lair i know his <laughs> name um it's like a full-on hp lovecraft thing like that is mm-hmm. relay where you know Cthulhu waits dreaming, and, and basically like you can extrapolate like oh Godzilla might be Cthulhu because he apparently goes and chills out there sleeping by some radiation to heal racist. himself. Um, and this movie it, it flattens it; it just makes it really boring. Like there's none of the like one of the great things about the original King Kong is that it does start off as just like here's a man with a ripped sleeve going into the jungle. Like this is how we this is how the Making a movie that right. was what's like the most egregious thing is like it's like we're... what's a stupid reason for people to do a stupid adventure? And this movie's like we've got these anti gravity vehicles, we've got a flat or no, not a flat Earth, we've got a hollow Earth. You know, it's just too complicated. Like just simplify it. Like make it the stupid reasons that people used to do stuff in a in a in a serial adventure thing from from the early twentieth century. Like why do we have to? Why does everything have to go so big? Like, 
I just am I the only one who feels that way? Am I just crazy? Is it just eleven thirty at night Island, and I'm right? losing my mind? <laughs> well, that's Skull Island, and that's that's Peter Jackson's King Kong, right? Like the film crews are going there. And well, no, like Bill, that. that's the original King Kong, and how dare you reference Peter Jackson's <laughs> Kong before you? Reference yeah, we don't talk about that. Okay. Marion C. Well, Cooper's I mean, Kong. You know, sure. Anyway, I do like Peter Jackson's Kong. <sighs> yeah. It's too long. Compared to yeah, where Peter Jackson goes after that, like have you oh, guys seen Lovely Bones? Oh my god, <laughs> oh, the Hobbit I, movies, but yeah, the Hobbit. I saw the original. I saw King Kong the O five in theaters, and the yep. only thing I remember about that is the Sumatran rat monkey reference. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. I had no clue it was about a Hollywood anything or that she was an actress. Like, and I saw it. So two things stick out in my head from that movie. One of them is the bug pit because that movie suddenly got real, real quick. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was not a fan of it. And then the other one was them ice skating. Oh, Lord. I don't remember. I, I don't remember who, that. You don't remember? I don't even remember who was in it. The, <laughs> like the uh, reviews were breathlessly talking about like, oh, they really humanized Kong. There's a beautiful interlude where like they slide on a frozen lake. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what and then i'd see in the movie like they go on a frozen lake and they have like a beautiful little romp and it's just like he stole you and you are in new york and are going to die soon like why are we doing this anyway um but even that i would say like has that kind of you know rusty ship you know dudes with leather boots and women who ought to know better kind of like adventure action stuff. And this movie is just like, we're all in Avengers esque, like leather outfits. And we're going to get in this Again, nonsense. The plane. Humans. You're focusing on the humans. I have to. Yeah, They're They really were just like, movie. I mean, the only times I laughed during this movie, <laughs> were just hearing the shit, the utterly brainless <laughs> shit coming out of these people's mouths and knowing yeah. how much money they were getting to say this utterly stupid shit like it was mind-boggling we would once again there be the, cocktail, the apex just like, species <laughs> yeah whatever the I, fuck i have to i have to seriously wonder like brian tyree henry's character yeah. is is making a podcast about how he's gonna fuck over apex cybernetics who he works for and is like a multi-billion dollar company they're never gonna and find yet, they're never gonna and, find and, and okay. yet millie bobby brown and julian dennison <laughs> managed to like track his ass down and you're like hold on so you're telling people like live on air like i'm about to blow this I'm shit in it. i'm like, live oh, streaming from yeah. it he's and podcasting like, from his car in the corporate parking lot he's got a very <laughs> distinctive like, voice he is yes. there's like he's like i've been undercover for three years he gives an employment date what is <laughs> Apex he's, he's is terrible. Is this the yeah, most this is... Pensacola movie that has ever existed? It might oh, be Jesus. the only Pensacola movie that's ever existed. I mean, I feel like Barb and Star was very closely trying to be one of those, right? I thought that was Naples or like a, is it, it's, something It's not Pensacola, but it's like that area of like random Florida tourist town that nobody really knows it's right? very western florida Panhandle. like it is it is the gulf of it is gulf florida like mm-hmm. that is barb and star um but pensacola is like florabama it's a military <sighs> uh-huh yeah outpost it's like 
several times because on the way to other areas of Florida. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I it's a real that. waypoint to better places. Oh yes, I am. Um, speaking of the people, it's just like it's it's weird how little the movie cares. Like they've got Elsa Gonzalez playing Maya Simmons who is the daughter of the big bad uh, Walter Simmons, played by Damian Bashir? Great cast. And, mm-hmm. I love Isaac Gonzalez whenever she appears. This movie did her no favors. Yeah. yeah I, I, well, it's, uh, it's, apparently, it's, the guy in the suit, Shun Oguri, um, who plays Rin Sur- Surizawa, is... Is the son <laughs> fucking of Ken, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, and they don't even really mention that. Like, I guess oh, maybe at some looking, point they... Uh, yeah, looking at a photo they, of Ken Watanabe. Then we'll yeah, get it. it's just like, Jesus, like, you have this character just shoehorned into <laughs> I this... I did this for giant, you, father! Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> well, what that's the, the craziest, fuck is going on I did, in this movie? The, his character... the second Again, Bill, I, I noticed this on my second watch through because of the subtitles, because they're like... You know, Surizawa, do whatever. And I'm just like, wait a second. Hold on. IMDb this. Yeah, that's the same last name as Ken Watanabe's character. They must mm-hmm. be related, right? Like, that's got to be a thing. It never comes up. Ken Watanabe was in love with Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, yeah, I'll create a giant mechanized thing that can cut him in half. Uh, like, does he hate his dad? Does he love his yeah. dad? Don't like, all sons. Yeah. Does he, is know. he... Is he jealous of Godzilla? Is this like, you know, trying to kill the, <laughs> the loved older brother so that now you can, like, move you're into really, the spotlight again, of your you're father's trying to write for the Cain and Abel yes. <laughs> storyline. So I, in this movie uh, where a giant dinosaur fights a giant ape, um, you know. There's daddy issues. That. There's daddy issues. But, you know. I there just, was daddy issues yeah. in the yeah, original Godzilla, just, too. Yep. This is this is why I feel like this cast and everything has just kind of ballooned out of control where you mm-hmm. get people like, you know, Rebecca Hall and Brian Tyree Henry, which have like honestly no business being in this movie that yeah. when the draw is to watch two giant creatures like fight each other. Like, I don't understand why you're trying to give me human stakes in this film where mm, ultimately... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, ultimately, like even the film doesn't fucking care. Like, like you you have these characters like Millie Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler who have transported themselves from multiple movies, and now you're just like, <laughs> eh, y'all are gonna get five minutes of screen time total. And it's like, what the fuck are we even doing in this movie? Like, just tell me, like, just set it up so you can let Godzilla and Kong fight and I'm happy. Like, I, mean, I don't I, understand I get, why we I, overcomplicate it. I get why certain humans are in this movie, right? Like Millie Bobby Brown coming off of stranger things is a big draw for younger audiences. Right. And, uh, and Enola Holmes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Enola Holmes. Yes. Yeah, so let's not forget Enola Holmes. Scars card. Everybody loves him. He's a very pretty man. You know, like I, I can get like why <laughs> you have them. It's everybody else. I'm very, what, what is, I, I don't know what half of the people are doing in this movie, especially when they show up for uh, for 30 seconds. Kyle however. Chandler. Yeah. yeah. Lance Reddick yeah. was just like Lance walking Reddick. by getting a hot dog and they're like, yo, Lance, you want $50,000? And he's like, yeah, what do I have to do? Yeah, He was in <laughs> that uh, that wonderful college humor Toys R Me sketch for longer than he was in this movie. <laughs> have you guys seen that? 
No, no, but it sounds awesome. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it sounds like uh, what what is it? Toy soldiers or whatever that small soldiers. (laughs) Oh god! Small Google Toys Army. It is Lance Reddick as a nightmare Toys R Us boss, and it's (laughs) fantastic. That sounds amazing. Five minutes of pure awesome, and that is certainly longer than he's in this movie. Oh, he yeah. Again, he if you stop watched him, and it's not even like he's like hanging out in the background. Like he was never seen or heard from again. They just yeah. like needed yeah. his sonorous Wingard, voice. W- Wingard even mentioned, I think, uh, you know, there's a quote here that he was like, yeah, he was in more of the film, but Are you just didn't ultimate, there's a four ultimately hour cut? need it. Uh, <laughs> Release the Wingard yeah. cut. <laughs> Please it's don't. Just, it's I just can't Godzilla and Kong just scissoring each other the whole time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hmm. Blue is the warmest color. Godzilla it's just frottage all the way down. <laughs> so here's the thing, though, is like I it, this is a thing that like confounds me because like it, why everyone agrees the humans are the weakest part of this movie. Is it a budget thing where they're like we literally need to have at least an hour and twenty minutes of like just Probably. people on a set? Special effects cost money. You know, like, or at least the the creature effects is the stuff that is the big time and money yeah. thing for a lot of So they're products. like, look, all right, we, we can yeah. afford 40 minutes of balls out creature fight or buns out in Godzilla's case, or King Kong's case. I don't know why I keep doing that. Um, Booty is out. But, um, but like, you know, we need to pad with like an hour and a half of like people talking. And like, I don't understand how hard it is. Yeah. Give us a tight 90. Right. Also, yeah. just, just yeah. like. Make it a make it a smaller story. Like don't don't make it where Monarch is some cross national <laughs> militarized strange thing that's happening. Well, yeah. well, and, we're in a weird world. Out, like, yeah. well, let's let uh, Devendra. What were you gonna say? Now yeah. yeah, keep going. Keep going. It's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, like we have learned about monarch in like the last two films and then all of a sudden apex cybernetics is a thing well a cybernetics it just makes me think of terminator so i'm just like what the fuck are y'all doing clearly but an B, evil company like like i don't understand how this is just a, a major multi-million dollar company that was never mentioned in any of the other films and it's just like a rival company like what the fuck is this shit like where'd y'all come from i'm just like okay like y'all just y'all are really struggling to like like fit a lot of this bullshit in there and it it just it just reeks of them writing it on the fly which of course they did (laughs) like that's that's what this is but like man, I can see the strings all over this thing. And uh, again, honestly, I'm here for the monster fights. Like I don't know what the fuck. We're <laughs> well, that's even why doing I keep saying, like, why have why, people? Why in. the humans? Yeah, right. Yeah, I understand. Well, just, again, it could, I, it could I, be, I agree with. It, it agree could be a Brian. thing where it's like, hey, you know, we, like we need people because we need to keep the budget down, and also like a face or two is good for box office. Sure, mm-hmm. that's why you do the the Edwards Godzilla thing. You know the, the other the other thing though is that uh they everyone's doing the half-hearted like I got to keep this franchise going somehow right like I got to write in either other movies like we got to weave in other storylines or things happening I don't know if that's really the case here but certainly it feels like you know there there is more to explore right they set up things that you'll explore more later on which uh was kind of the thing maybe not with the Edwards movie but certainly with Skull Island right yeah well uh, yeah because skull island was fairly self-contained but then they had like the stinger at the end where it's like Mm -hmm. you know we got cave paintings of Ghidorah. 
And then um <laughs> and then um what was it? King of the Monsters has a stinger at the end where it's like, "Hey, you want to buy this Ghidorah skull?" Which I guess pays off in this movie, though it was it bought by eco terrorists, and I don't know how Apex got it. Unless they know. funded some eco terrorists, I don't know. Do you it's... guys know the origins of uh, of the original Mecha Godzilla? Like, I don't know how much this closely relates to. What was I don't know. No, please, please inform me. I have literally no. I don't. No I, I, oh, I, you don't. You <laughs> I've seen those movies. I'm asking you, okay. my informed, no, uh, you know, from what podcast I... right now. Yeah. From what I understand, uh, a lot of the original uh, Mecha Godzilla was actually like Ghidorah's like shell of okay. his body or something like that, and and so when he turns, I think that was kind of the the pivot. It wasn't just like he was just a brain. Wait, no, like, oh, uh, like are we, Bill? Are you talking about his origins in this movie or his origins in no. popular culture at large? In popular culture, oh, okay, at large. all right, mm. yes. Yeah, and the original Godzillas when they came up with Mecha Godzilla, it was gotcha. like yep. some yep. kind of amalgamation of like Gojira or whatever his name is. What, it's funny they're basically Pacific rimming. Um, yeah, we're gonna make that a term. <laughs> they're Pacific rimming uh, <laughs> the the interface for mm-hmm. Mecha Godzilla too. Basically, it's kind of well, I mean, it's, it's it Evangelion, right? Yeah. Well, here, so so yep, uh, it is. It is. I have a question, and I'm so sorry that I'm asking this. Uh, is the reason that Mechagodzilla takes over, right, and like then begins to attack Godzilla, some sort of remnant of of Ghidorah's like soul? I think that's it. Like the, okay. the they yeah, never so. they the heads never agreed with each other, right? So it's yeah. sort of like they were always fighting. So this is another one like asserting control. Gotcha. Which I do love. I love a giant monster that has like three separate things just fighting at each other while also trying to have a battle. Well, well they, they mention I think in this one the the way that they actually communicate with each other, the heads communicated with each other was telepathically because yeah. the heads were so far apart that it wasn't mm-hmm. it. They were. I think they mentioned they That's were like the heads are so far. <laughs> yeah, their their heads are so far apart that the I guess the brainstem or whatever the, would take too long to send signals. Yeah. So they're just telepathic, and you're just like, really, that makes sense. Uh, okay, all right, fine. <laughs> like you know, a giraffe walks around and doesn't seem to have any issues. Yeah, but, but it doesn't have to I talk guess, to another giraffe that is also itself. Guess, you know, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That was the that was the piece of nonsense in this movie that annoyed me the least. Uh, well, we actually, talk about- <laughs> people oh, who um, there are some cases of conjoint twins where there there are uh, t- two what appears to be one body with two heads attached. That's not really the case. They're considered individuals, mm-hmm. and they can hear each other's thoughts. Like from everything that I read, like that Whoa. maybe is an anatomically possible. Um, well, or I, I just read that like on Reddit and I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, it's about, possible really that again, like the bioelectric impulses that make up a thought, you know, might be working between the two. I, that, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Like I'm not imagining like te- telepathy or whatever. Right. Throbbing temples, you know, <laughs> yeah. touching the side of your head. I uh, have to ask Brian. No, please. Yes. What did Cora think? She didn't watch it. I, um, I wish that she had. You watched it too soon. Yeah, I know. Oh, I watched it on Wednesday, and then it was like late at night on Saturday when I realized, like, oh shit, yeah, I need to watch this again. And again, 
if you're a part of our Slack uh, by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash hey. Um I, I said in the Slack, because everyone is like, why hasn't Cora spoken about any of these movies lately? And she had been gone, and she is back, and she did ask, when do you have to watch your movie? And um, so I feel bad. I feel bad and that I did You denied her. And she probably could have liked this. This I is like four-year-old friendly. Kid. This is kid-friendly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, she she loved Minari, so who knows? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it was it was great. That's that's going to become one of my fondest memories of her youth is the time just, that just she don't and let, I watched Minari. Just don't let her try and uh, sex Godzilla or or Kong by looking at their butts. Can you tell oh us? Lord, that took me a second. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Great <deep> verb. <laughs> um, Godzilla. I just have to say this out loud. Godzilla burrows, drills a hole into the center of the earth with his fire breath. Yes, love it, I, I, love it. Yeah, I, and he like peeks his head through, and, and he's like, and, like knock, Godzilla's knock, like, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? Like, uh, <laughs> um, it, I, it doesn't. It doesn't that matter. Happens. I like that Kong when he puts. I don't down, even remember that. That's how yep. Kong. That's how Kong finds. Oh my god. Well, okay. So that's one of the things that I had forgotten <laughs> that I realized. Like, oh, I need to watch this movie again. Is because I was like. Okay, wait. So Kong is in the Hollow Earth, and he's got his axe in the key charger. Yeah. What? It's a Hollow Earth. They're just jumping out the other side. Right. I was like, but how does he get there so fast? And I was like, I have to watch this movie again. And then I saw that. And I was like, oh, right. Godzilla burns a hole into Kong's home and is like, what up, bitch? And yeah. <laughs> if he can talk, Kong. he'd be shouting, Kong! <laughs> Love it. And then Kong is like, oh, okay. And then he just jumps in the hole and uh Or out of the hole? Out of the hole. He jumps down yeah. and then shoots out of the hole. <laughs> and they, like, to get through the hollow earth, there's something called like the veil, and there's a gravity inversion. And again, uh-huh. it would just be so much cooler if it was just a tunnel filled with monsters. <laughs> well, yeah, what what cracked me up is I think Scarzar gives uh Isa Gonzalez like a barf bag and then they go through the tunnel and you see them like probably hit I don't know 25 G's yeah and they're just like they just like flatten against their seats and then you're like okay what is she gonna use the barf bag though like no no nobody's nobody's getting seasick after this like what, what I wanted them to like like land and like everybody to just have like wobbly legs for like five minutes. Like, okay. Isaac Gonzalez is treated so poorly by this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, she, I mean, she treats is. herself poorly <laughs> in well, this movie. She, so. she shows yeah. up and she's just like, yeah. I'm not Here's impressed. my introductory paragraph. I'm tough. Also, my dad sent me here. <laughs> I am right. me. Yeah. She's, and it's one of those things where I was like, oh, is she going it, to, it's, it's funny. Cause like I overestimated the movie's cliche <laughs> in thinking that there would be a turn where she like decides to be good because she's moved by the power of Kong in the hollow earth. And like, sacrifices herself and no she just stays a piece of shit the whole time (laughs) and it is wiped out for it yeah Yeah, it's nuts she like comes in and is death and like jurassic world you know yeah Mm -hmm. yep it's um it's just funny because like she shows up and she's like i'm i've got an attitude and i'm not impressed by anything and dies being like i've got an attitude and i'm not impressed by anything i don't understand announcing one's attitude i feel like i see this a lot also her dad also her dad well like it's all it's everything 
Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's like it's like with uh, Ken Watanabe's kid. You know, why make them? What is gained by her being related to the guy? Because he never learns that she dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't get a reaction. Well, she's supposed to be like a, a puppet or so he's a, a rich dude. Everyone's his puppet. Yeah. Pay, that's what the money's for. That's yes. Thank you, Don Draper. <laughs> Thank you, Don. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. This movie this I and I, again, Devendra, you're right. I'm getting really hung up on the people, and I think that's a problem that I have. And I just I get it. Stop. I get it. Sometimes you want things to be better. To... And that, that is me most of the time, too. I want everything to be better, more watchable. But, but in this case, like, I, I just had too much fun with the stupidity it's just, and the yeah. action. Yeah. He's so trying to humanize the humans. Yeah. It, I In preparation for this episode, uh, in addition to watching this movie twice and rewatching oh every other Cut movie in this foot. fucking you, series. You've done so much research I, on this movie. I listened. That you didn't like. <laughs> I hate. I hate my life. I just don't know what to say. Um, I'm going to get paid 75 cents for the producing this episode. And that's going to be my, that's going to be my per hour. Yeah. Um, 75 cents an hour. What was I going to say? Oh, so part of my research for this was I, I decided uh, to Vidra to listen to the episode that y'all did on uh, King of the Monsters. Good. Good. And um, that was fun because I got to talk about my Taiwan experience too. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, but what's interesting is it seems as though you had like it, it. literally is. It's just the fact that the fights were better in this movie, yes. mainly because yes. you could see what was going on. Well, also the fights were interesting, and I cared more about the stakes, right? Like, because King of the Monsters, I am not going to rewatch that movie. I hated that movie so much that it bored me to tears even though I was seeing it in a setting uh, that should make it feel all the more fitting. Right. right. And uh, no, it was just boring. Whereas at least the Gareth Edwards one, I could at least, I could get something out of that. Like going back and watching that, the score, it's like an Alexandra Desplat yeah. Godzilla score. <laughs> it is like that movie just handles tension so well. Yeah. Love I am. Um, love it. So my, my favorite, I saw that movie and liked it immediately and then a couple years later i was like oh i want i for whatever reason i need to rewatch godzilla mm-hmm. um and i i was married at the time and um i was watching it while the baby was asleep and my my wife came home from her job and i was like watching the movie and she's like oh i didn't hear good things about that is it good and i'm like yeah it's really good and so she sits down to watch it with me and the first time that she saw Godzilla, she immediately out loud started saying, no, 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 no. He's too, it's too big. Like too big. she was legitimately had a horror movie reaction just to the sheer scale of yeah. Godzilla, like showing up in Hawaii or something like it. it and it, it, that movie does that. It is like your mind boggles and it's incomprehensible. And I love that. And in this movie, like, yeah, you could be like, oh, he does like the wall kick and punches Godzilla real hard and then Godzilla <laughs> claws at his chest and then, you know, gives him a, a luscious scream in the face. Grabs his titties. <laughs> claws. <laughs> tries to claw his fur off because he's so hot for him. And then gives him like a coy over the shoulder, like a little chuck of the chin when he's saying goodbye, like, I'll uh-huh, see you again uh-huh. later. <laughs> um, And yeah, I just like that's, you know. I don't know. They just, I don't, it's, it's, I get I it. I get it. <laughs> yep. I am. Um, and I feel bad because, uh, you know, I feel like I, I can like these movies, you know, but I just, <laughs> <laughs> I can, but I don't. I can. Okay. I, you know, well, let's report let's, back when you watch it with your daughter. How about I that? guess clearly let's, we'll all have to come back. 
let's be very honest like the the edwards godzilla movie had its issues so many issues there's a point where the main character is dangling off of a thing like a an airport monorail mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. in the next scene he is fine like he's perfectly (laughs) fine and we we don't know how he got off of that and he was trying to save a kid at the same time it's hilarious interesting i don't remember that but uh, i'll take your word for it (laughs) the little boy he saves Right, they are like, dangling off the thing. It's yeah. crazy. And they, they somehow got what? out, and then the boy finds his parents. And I, I love the fact that, like, the parents don't even, like, wave yeah. to him. Because <laughs> it is. It's just that. It's like, oh, we don't give a shit about the bland white yeah. dude who saved you. And it's like, yeah, the movie doesn't give a shit about him either. <laughs> but w- what I was saying was, like, think about so many of these big set-piece tentpole uh, not temple, but just giant set piece films. So let's talk about Pacific Rim. Let's talk about Godzilla. Let's talk about Kong Skull Island. Let's talk about all the other two Godzilla movies, right? In this franchise. Uh, none of these films really like work all that well. And it's so disappointing and so surprising that you can take something that just on its surface level seems so easy and fun and it's like okay like i guess we just need a director like spielberg or james cameron or someone like that that's just a master of their craft to just come in here and like actually make a good large like big cgi dumb fun it's also the script like it's the scripts that have failed all these movies i will say i think island is is a genuinely great movie like there's so much about that movie that works really well i love the characters love the setting love the look of it and it has the tightest script i think of all of these because it's not trying to be the big it just like glances at godzilla at the end but it's not trying to be the big Mm -hmm. universe builder yeah i um i have a question for you guys what do you think the directors of the original monster films would have thought of where the franchise has gone? Like, <laughs> do you think that like the king, the makers of King Kong would see the elements of their story in these films? Do you think that they would just be, their minds would be blown by the CGI? Because I think Marion C. Cooper would punch someone in the face if he saw this movie he would I mean, be one of the furious reasons that the the original films work as well as they do um is because of the incredible work that goes into these practical effects mm-hmm. and yeah you could say like godzilla um like the original it's godzilla sillier, the original, sillier really quickly. yeah like you could yeah. say oh these this looks silly like this looks you know whatever 1933 technology but one of the reasons I think that it hits so hard is because you're like, somebody handcrafted <laughs> every <laughs> single one of these things and all these elements had to work together at once to work. And it and it's like you could see the, the uh, blood, sweat and tears that goes into making these horror moments. And that's why I think Kong, uh, King Kong is a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in this, I'm like... I know that people work very hard behind the scenes to make the CGI Mm -hmm. look so crisp and all the little follicles and everything that you're describing. I'm curious what you think the the original filmmakers would have to say about this. Like, would their minds have been blown or would they have just been... Shiro Hondo did, like, like most of the other Godzilla movies. So he went full camp with that series. But I'm sure he would love everything we've been doing with CG, except for the... uh, the Roland Emmerich one. I was about <laughs> to say, is he the one who saw the Roland Emmerich one and like walked out of it? 
I think he he died in 1993. Oh, damn it. I, right now, so I, I if, him. if I were better at this and we had the time, I would look it up. I mean, and listen, maybe if I, I saw it. that movie in theaters, I would have walked out at the age of 12 <laughs> so, or whatever. So you, so. Yeah. so you watched a movie you didn't like twice, but you didn't do the research <laughs> I didn't, to, to give us this. Well, I didn't realize that we'd be talking about <laughs> Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, but I know that there was... <laughs> That's the real research we need to talk about here. There, yeah, there was someone, on, I think, who was involved in, in that movie who saw the Roland Emmerich's Godzilla and like openly stated like that's not Godzilla like was just furious about it and and it is crazy how bad some 90s movies were (laughs) just like straight up like horse shit and I guess nothing's really changed but on a visceral level, it looked like, ugly. I, yeah, it's ugly, dumb, stupid. Like I don't care about anything happening in it. But Roland Emmerich w- got the paycheck to like keep making more and more disaster movies. It's kind of wild to me. Yeah. The, um, wow, I'm looking at these Google images and like this is a dino. It's a dino. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a giant this iguana. Is like Bowser. <laughs> he, so Roland Emmerich's Godzilla is is like oh, it's an irradiated marine iguana. Yeah. Literally, yeah. that's his. I don't know. I, all I can find is that apparently a lot of people at Toho Studios were very hostile towards the movie. Hmm. I mean, um, I don't know. I didn't grow up with, like, neither of these um, franchises were part of my, like, nostalgia growing. I think my first real taste of Godzilla was Reptar on Rugrats. So, <laughs> I, don't, I love I don't, Reptar. Gotta love I love Reptar, too. I agree. Um, but I just, I don't have these... Um, these strong ties to the films like at, at, at large uh or it's like not stuck in my brain like even sure, sure. king kong yeah you know, same, I think, same yeah mm-hmm. it's like what is my first encounter with king kong it's like on a ride at universal studios oh, when i'm boy. like four years old you know <laughs> like that was actually legitimately scary. i mean they're they're dying pieces of culture in a way yeah too. Like, you really have to want to especially in the 90s and the 2000s, like, yeah, you'd have to want to go see those movies, right? Because it, it wasn't something that was always broadcast on TV because there's always newer things yeah. on TV. So we had to work a lot harder for it. I only got into, like, Godzilla through, like, academic, like, film yeah. studies, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea why King Kong was put in front of me when I was so young. I assume it was, like, on some cable channel and got recorded. Mm-hmm. and But I don't know. I just, it feels it feels like... At least, I, I can only speak to King Kong because I haven't seen the original Gojira. But like again, I just feel like there is uh, it's it like the whole concept of it was like, wouldn't it be great to see one of these massive beasts beating the shit out of a lizard? And then like it also grew into like, oh, wouldn't it be weird if someone who was so at home in a jungle came to the steel and concrete jungle? And this movie's just like, what if this big thing just punched the shit out of another big thing? Like I just <laughs> it feels like the again like that. B-movie serial, like, adventure, like, you know, just beyond that ridge might be something no human eye has ever seen before. And that's, like, gone now. We go to the literal fucking hollow earth, and it's like, oh, look, there's more lizards with teeth. You know? It's just... (laughs) I I think they would be upset. pure B-movie to me. That is is why I think I like this movie so much. Like, it is pure camp in a way that is... Glorious and at least fun, unlike King of the Monsters. But I, honestly, I don't know if we have anything else to say. Yeah, no. Like, I, I feel like we're just like, this is it. I get it. it. I get it, Brian. Like, I hope, yeah. uh, watch it with your daughter. I do hope um, that she she helps you see the rest of this movie. She I, might be <laughs> upset at the animals getting hurt. We watched Up uh, today. And, like, um, yeah. You watched what? Up. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. We, we watched Up today, and she was you very really upset. You really are a masochist, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She got really upset yeah. when the bird like, Daddy, got, why are you like making it. me cry? <laughs> oh, you know, I think you On should purpose. show her Grave of the Fireflies. I think she's ready. <laughs> she's ready. Jesus. Yeah. She does love Totoro. Um, the other that girl thing is I'll... your age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <sighs> I do tell her that in Totoro. I'm like, yeah, May is yeah. your age. My uh, yeah, I, when we moved to Atlanta, one of the first, my daughter started getting really into movies, and we could watch more things because she was getting close to two. She latched onto Totoro like nobody's business. So, oh my god! Yeah, Totoro has like Perfect a hypnotic effect on children. It's amazing. Yeah. My daughter still wants to know when we're going to the woods to find Totoro. Hasn't she been <laughs> well, asking for months now? It's been, well, it was really fucking cold for a long time, and you today know, you can she make was that able dream to come true. When we could travel again, <laughs> you could go to Japan. You could go to the Ghibli Studio. Like oh, that god. would be. That was what I was supposed to be fucking doing last night. Damn. Really? We got our tickets. Yes. And I I do, I want to just agree with you, Robin, uh, before we wrap up. Like, it it is, I I know that a lot of people work very hard on these movies to make things look good, but there is, for some reason, it's just so much more impactful, even though it's not as realistic, to, like, seeing, like, the 17 different, like, planes of different craftsmanship that go into creating You're not disagreeing with me. No, I was saying I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were just like I have you to. You guys need to see <laughs> Shin Godzilla, by the way, if you have not yet. Yeah, I have not. That is Godzilla that is the creator weird. of Evangelion doing Godzilla, and they even bring in the Evangelion battle theme as Godzilla fucks shit up. It's amazing. Yeah, my my it's brother cute. who uh, doesn't get talked about a lot on this podcast, but he loves that movie and has told me to see it's, it. It's uh, fun. Glorious. It's fun. It's so much yeah. fun. Is that on anything? Godzilla looks pregnant in this. <laughs> in Shin Godzilla. Yeah, I'm yeah, just... it's a it's a big Godzilla. It's huge. The tail like sweeps over the entire city. It's a it's a blast. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but buy that shit. Come on, all right, yeah. come on, people, support your media. Twenty sixteen. Let's see here. All right, corporate shell. Uh, cor- it's not <laughs> streaming, but you can rent it all over <laughs> you the place. Rent it. I'm yeah, cool. you can rent it. Like I have Voodoo. the Blu-ray. It's glorious. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm. Um. Mm. But I agree with you. Practical effects all the way. I don't yeah. care how rubbery you look. <laughs> I will have oh, a more there, emotional There's a rubber reaction. suit in Shin Godzilla that looks like a freaking piece of jello. It is, it's kind of <laughs> oh. hilarious, actually. It's, it's like <clears> a <throat> baby Godzilla, I think, or something growing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. It's great. Also, you know, final word, screenwriters. If you get one of these movies, just watch Crawl and just do that, but with a much, much bigger alligator, right? Is that really, is that really the lessons we want to be taking from this side <laughs> of it? Yeah, I just think, again, just... You know, lean into the archetypes. Stop with the weird world building. Stop giving people (laughs) anti-gravity craft. Um, So that is all for today. Uh, We said we were going to keep this tight. And while we did stay on topic, it has still almost been two hours. And I would like to heartily apologize to our guests (laughs) for doing that. I'm done. I'm done. Never coming back. That's (laughs) a sad thing. Um, I'm so tired. It is almost midnight. Uh, it's midnight. I've, I've almost been podcasting over the course of two days now. Um, that's it. Uh, let's okay. see. What do well, I have to do uh, to close? I'm going to give you guys homework. Please check out Shin Godzilla and Brian. Uh, check out Gojira because I do think you'll enjoy it. I do. I will. I will. I will do that. Um, if I hadn't had to watch this movie again, <laughs> I might have done that. You last. didn't have to. You didn't have to. <laughs> I had to fill in a lot of gaps uh, that don't mean anything and that everyone will forget immediately. Um, that's... <laughs> That's what I Wikipedia is for. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate the history of the island. Uh, I would have looked that up too. Yeah. 
Hmm. Um, so that's it. Don't forget to go to <laughs> patreon.com slash filmstage to give us your money. Don't forget that we were brought to you today by movie. Go to mubi.com slash filmstage for your free 30-day trial of movie. Robin Barr, what are we talking about next week? Uh, Shiva Baby. And I believe Jude Dry is going to be joining us. So I'm very excited. Awesome. And that is it. Let's us now tell the fine people at home where we can be found between now and the next time that we shout uh, bleary-eyed and incoherent into their ears. Let's start with our guest, Devendra. Where can people find more of your work online? Oh, sure. You can find me on uh, Twitter at, at Devendra. I do the Slash Filmcast at SlashFilm.com. And uh, I write Engadget. That's my day job. Um, and I do the Engadget podcast, too. So check all that stuff out. Sweet. Bill Graham. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CableBFG. You can also find me uh, mixing it up in the Slack channel and on Instagram at Billstagram. Cool. Robin Barr, what about yourself? Yeah, uh, you can find me at Robin Barr on Twitter. It's R-O-B-Y-N-B-A-H-R. Um, and I sometimes write for different publications, um, typically The Hollywood Reporter. So if you care about any thoughts on television... Because I usually write about TV, then you can find my stuff there. And as for me, you can find all my stuff at my personal site, BrianJeroen.com. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at BrianJeroen, on all the social medias at BrianJeroen, uh, Instagram, again, BrianJeroen. Oh my God, I'm so tired. This needs to end. Also, you can find every episode of this podcast and writings and stuff at thefilmstage.com. And if you're in the DC area and want to get a fine craft beverage, uh, my distillery is schmidtspirits.com. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us and tune in next week. Nothing to eat. No-